Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Michael Unsford. Uh, alongside me for this podcasting adventure, we have the co-founder of GGR. His name is Steve Monick. Super jealous that I have not been to Florida recently because my you are you've been and my uh, brother and sister law have been. It just seems like the cool thing to do. It really is the cool thing to do. Like I said, I think our next venture needs to be all of us working collectively to make GGR like profitable, like money wise, so that we can afford a trip. And like you know, all our listeners, you guys can come too. It'll be great. It'll be a big, big, awesome party. We've got the newest part of our triad of awesome podcasting. This uh, he is a rapper. He is a writer. He is part of our team and a very, very important part of our team. His name is MC Brooks. Also jealous I haven't been to Florida outside of FIFA. All I'm saying is every time I go down there, it's harder and harder and harder to come back. Because let me tell you about you East Coast fools. On Friday, November the 9th, when it was snowing up here, sending your pictures of, oh, it's snowing, it's snowing, as I'm, like, kicked back in 75-degree weather, sipping a tropical drink. And I'm just like, oh, man, boy, do I not give a shit about that. Like, I didn't, oh, I did not want to come back. I did not want to come back at all. And I have a little bit of a cold, as you can hear, because of the change in temperature. Because it was 65 degrees when we left Florida. And when we came back, it was like 40 here. And I was like, this is bullshit. And like the first three days we were back, the sun didn't even shine. It was like cloudy and overcast and gray and dreary and misting. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I was just in Disney World and the sun was shining and birds were chirping. And then I have to come back to this hellish landscape. Like, I was so mad. (laughs) It was just like, and it's funny too, every time, and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, every time I've flown back to D.C. from various points all over the, the country and the world. I, when I flew back, every single time I flew back to D.C., it was cloudy and dreary and gray. And it's almost comforting in a really weird, twisted, dark way. Because, like, I definitely remember leaving. Um, I left uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I was coming back. And it was sunny outside. It was, like, 85 degrees and humid because it's always 85 degrees and humid in Louisiana. And I'm coming back, and I was like, oh, it'll be nice to get home. And as soon as, like, we descended, I'm looking out the window. It's like, we're now descending into D.C. And the whole area was just blanketed in clouds. And I was like, ah, I'm home. Thank thank you for waiting for me, depression. I appreciate it. (laughs) Every time, man. Every friggin' time. And it's like... It, it it feels like if somebody was like, what's the weather like in D.C.? And I was like, hope you don't like sunlight. Like, it's I don't know how else to describe it. Like, is because, I mean, you guys are East Coast as well, Steve, but you're like further you're over the mountains, sort of, but kind of in the mountains. Is is the Pittsburgh area like that, too, where it's just always dreary and dry? Um, It's not those things, because those aren't words. Uh, dreary oh, and gray. Them up. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah no, those it, are hard. It, it, it we. <laughs> Living in both locations, living in both Virginia and Western PA, uh, there wasn't a tremendous amount of difference in in the weather. Um, it, it's probably pretty close to the same. Yeah. Except for in the summertime here, you just wish you were dead because it's so hot and humid. 
Yeah, it definitely gets a little colder in the winters here. It gets a little warmer in the summers there. Um, a little hotter, I should say. So those things probably balance each other out in, in horribleness. Yeah. Um, yeah, the biggest thing that I was surprised about is that like a a snow that would have been relatively normal. It would have been a, a decent sized snow, but something relatively normal was kind of a big deal down there. Yeah. And, and I didn't think that. Yeah. Granted, it's, you know, a good. I was a good five hours south of where I used to be, but I didn't think it was such a difference that it's like, whoa, this is, you know, huh, six inches of snow. Now that's something. And I'm like, huh? what what yeah we 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 tend to freak out just a little bit about snow in this area i'm not sure why a little bit like it snows all the time here and i just don't i don't understand why people get freaked out about it but yeah so let's talk about freaking out for a second because i didn't expect to be calm Let, let me be honest i really didn't i i mean Walking into Galaxy's Edge, because the way the way we set it up is Jax had an appointment to build a droid, which he built a little BB-8 unit. It's the cutest fucking thing ever, by the way, um, at like 11 o'clock in the morning. But the park opened at 8. And I was like, no, it opened at 9. I'm sorry. It opened at 9. I said, listen, here's what we're going to do, dude. We're waking up early. We're going to go there when the park opens. And we're going to go right for Galaxy's Edge. Because we're going to ride the Millennium Falcon ride. And he was all in. He did not care. He was like, dude, let's do it. High five. And like, he was like, hell yeah, I'm in for this. And when you walk into Galaxy's Edge, you walk into Hollywood Studios, which Hollywood Studios has always been like my favorite park. It's got this old 1940s feel. Fucking love it. Right. But like they've been changing the face of the park for the last few years. They're trying to make it more about like the movie experience within the movie, not like the, hey, this is what Hollywood was like. So that's why they're doing the Star Wars land. That's why they have a Toy Story land. But the way you do it is, is you walk past the little area where the Muppet movie area is. Like they call it Muppet Courtyard. You walk there and there's this big rock face with a cave carved out of it. And you you have to walk through this cave to get to Galaxy's Edge. And once you walk through that, the music completely changes in the park. The sound effects change. You're on a different world. Like, there's these weird alien bugs or birds or whatever chirping in the background. There's there's the Star Wars music that you can hear. And once you get through that threshold, you can't see anything else other than this land. You can't see, like, roller coasters that are outside or other buildings the way that they've done it. Like, you were mentioning before with the Imagineering thing, Steve. Disney Imagineers are fucking amazing. I don't know how they do this stuff. But they manage to make this little part of the park. And it's not little. It's, it's huge. They make this this part of the park like self-contained and you can't really see that there's another world outside of there. And it's just like, it's just phenomenal. And like the first thing we do is we're, we're beeline beelining to this millennium Falcon ride. And the whole time we're in line, like you don't even care that you have to wait almost an hour to ride this ride. It doesn't matter because you get to see all of these buildings that look like they're right out of the movies. And you see stormtroopers walking around, giving people a hard time if they're on their cell phones. They're like, what are you doing with that data pad? And you're just like, I'm taking pictures, you jerk, leave me alone. And Kylo Ren walks by and he's a dick too. Like, just like all of the people that you see are just in character and they're it's so authentic. And like the fact that I remember specifically thinking to myself when I was like eight years old, Man, I wish they had a theme park for Star Wars. How cool would that be? And like, just kind of like 
dreaming it up and oh you could ride this ride and you could you could see a lightsaber battle and you could see this and you could see that and then for it to actually come true is just like it's amazing and flying the millennium falcon like waiting in line for that like first off it was i think it was 90 minutes that we waited but it it, it just flew by i didn't care like it was just it was fun because you got to see all of this stuff and then when you actually get to do it jack's jack's big thing was jack says said to me I want to I want to take us into hyperdrive and I was like I I think you can do that I think we'll work that out so we waited a little bit longer so that we could be pilots and fly the Millennium Falcon because there's like four different roles you can be a pilot a mechanic a gunner um yeah three 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 roles he wanted to be a pilot so we did that I was on one side he was on the other I was in like the the Chewie seat he was in the Han seat and you you go on this mission you're trying to go get coaxium which is the um, if you've seen Solo that is what they've described as hyperspace fuel. That's what fuels the ships to go into hyperspace. And Jax, mind you, he's flying the ship, man. And for a kid who's never flown, you know, a Corellian freighter, um, he he managed to get two canisters of coaxium, which, I mean, I think that's pretty damn impressive for a kid that's never flown a ship before. And the cockpit looks exactly like it's supposed to, like the little... Um, like rec areas where you can sit, like where they, they were playing that game of Apollo chess, or I think it's Dejeric is what they called it. Is that right, Steve? Yes. Okay. I always confuse that in Dom Jot, which is a Star Trek one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, and then like the game that they play uh, that Han won the Falcon with is... Um, Sabacc. Thank you, Sabacc. Okay. So all of that stuff's there. That blast helmet that Luke wears in Star Wars, that's there. The little training droid that Obi-Wan gave him, that's there. Like, all of this stuff is there. And it looks like the Falcon. And after you get off of the ride, like, for instance, again, an 11-year-old kid flying a Corellian freighter, he caused a little bit of damage. Um, that's reflected when you get off the ride. So there's stuff sparking, and they're like, oh, God, we're going to have to fix this. We're going to have to, you know, fix this polarized uh, power coupling. And it's just, like, it, it's just amazing. You're in this world. You never once feel like... It's just a ride. You you feel like you're actually doing it. And the the building the droid thing was was really, really cool too. You get to pick out all the parts. Um eventually we built a lightsaber. Um it, it, all of it is just like it's the coolest thing I've ever done. I and that sounds so lame because I'm an adult and I have adult responsibilities and I have other you know, like, but the fact that I got to experience what what is my favorite franchise. My favorite movies growing up, I got to be in that world, was just like, it was phenomenal. And at one point, Jax wanted to get like a, a quick story, and then you guys can ask questions if you have any. But Jax wanted a Porg, right? And they have these talking Porgs where they talk and they flap their wings and they're, they're fucking adorable. And we named it Porg and Freeman, by the way. Um, because of course you did. <laughs> yeah, of course we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have this Porg, right? And Chewbacca, like... And mind you, these costumes, you saw the pictures. I mean, I think you guys did, right? Like, you saw the pictures that I took. It looks like the actual character. Like, the costumes are not cheap. These are, like, legit. He comes up to us because he says, the handler that's with him, who's translating, you know, from Wookiee, that he smells something delicious. And I look at Jax, and I was like, uh-oh, hide your porg. He thinks they're tasty. And he looks at me, and he starts talking to me. He's like, yeah, they are tasty. And I was like... I was like, I was wondering, is it more like turkey or chicken? And for whatever reason, I'm understanding his Wookiee, which is weird. But like we have this conversation and I ask him, I'm like, hey, can I take a selfie with you? And he takes a picture and this son of a bitch fixes his hair 
before he takes the selfie, like pushes his hair out of his face. It was like, it was so authentic. It was so cool. It was so funny. It was like everything about this land was awesome. And like, it's, it was a dream come true. It really was like, it was, it was the coolest shit ever. And I just, I want to go back. I just want to live there. I want to see if there's an apartment that I can rent there or something. Like it was just, it was so cool. And like, I'm a big, I'm a big believer, whether it's food, whether it's like a, a TV show, whether it's an experience like this, I love sharing it with my friends. And that's why I hope someday we can make this happen. I think we can, but like, I would love for all of us to be able to go so I can just watch you guys enjoy this, this thing that I enjoyed so much. I could just see you being like, what is the rent on one of those smuggling hatches inside of the Falcon? Because I will sleep in there every night if you give me a good deal on it. I totally would. Yeah, it it was it was so cool. And like you saw the pictures, too. It looks exactly like the ship from the movie. It it, it is. Yeah, like it's not it's not a cheap knockoff. It, it, It is it is legit. It looks exactly like it should. I, w- I was actually a little bit interested in MC's take because as a newer Star Wars fan, when they're saying like, hey, they're going to make a Star Wars land. Does that A, matter to you then? B, does it matter to you now? And then C, or like having watched Star Wars, and then C, hearing Mike and his like love of it. Because I- I- I'm right there. Like, I feel like my interpretation would be the same as Mike's. Right now it's just... I wish I was Mike because I would love it the same way you do. Uh, but MC, you have such a different perspective that, you know, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. I mean, the pictures he did send me of it, like, it seems pretty cool. And maybe it's because it's, it's, you know, this is all really new to me. So I feel kind of childlike in, you know, kind of the excitement I have in, in really seeing all this stuff. It's uh, ah, seeing all this stuff uh, for the first time. Um, I don't know. Um, I would. De- I mean, I would definitely be interested in, in, in uh, you know, doing all the same stuff that Mike did. If I were to, you know, be lucky enough to go to Florida sometime soon, <laughs> intent. Um, <laughs> but um, it, I mean, it, it all sounds really cool. Like, it, I mean, honestly, just hearing you gush uh, gush about it makes me want to. Uh, dive even further in the series to kind of see if I end up in this in you know kind of in the same arena. No, no. Granted, obviously, I will have been a fan for much less time than than either of you. But you know, I, I would just I'm, I'm curious to see if this is something I'm going to end up like kind of fanboying out about also because it I kind of feel like I'm going to be on that way anyway. Well, that's the green thing about it is it's not. I mean, and, and it kind of fits with our mantra here. It doesn't matter what your level of experience with it is like we're never going to gatekeep this or anything like that. And that's, that's what makes this awesome as well. Is that like anybody can go any level. Like Jax is not a big star Wars fan, but he loved the shit out of it. He thought it was awesome. And Sandy went and saw it and she thought it was cool too. took some pictures. Like she wasn't as into it as, as I was, but like she was like low key taking pictures of me geeking out. And there's a couple pictures of me like playing with the toys and stuff like that that she took. But like it's something that everybody can appreciate and everybody can enjoy. And like it's not like they quiz you when you come in. They're like, you know, quick, how many parsecs <laughs> did it take for the Millennium Falcon to run the Kessel Run? Like they don't care. Like they just <laughs> want you to be there and enjoy it. And like 
at one point, like Jack's got to be a member of the resistance. Like they, they like in, indoctrinated them into the, the whole thing. And like, they were playing a game of telephone and like Chewbacca was there. It was just, it was really cool. And like, I can't think of any, I imagine that like for me doing this, it was like when people who were really into Harry Potter got to go to Harry Potter world in uh universal studios. Like mm. it was like a dream come true, but like, also, Star Wars been around longer, so maybe a little different. I don't know, but like, I feel like it's better too. But that's just me because you know, if if I have to choose between a, a wand or a lightsaber, I think I'm taking a lightsaber. But that's just me. Uh, as 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 the newest Star Wars fan, I I, I agree. I, okay. I hate hate Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily hate it. I just never got into it. It was like, it's like I had to choose. It was like, do I have enough, do I have enough room in my heart for another series? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> As I pick up my lightsaber and turn it on, I'm like, nope, can't, nope, can't do it. Sorry. Not going to happen. Not to so, mention, not to mention too, Mike, it, 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 uh, getting into it now, like I, I get the appeal too. So like, remember those, uh, those, uh, those saber pe- folk people we met at Escape yeah. Velocity? Like, mm-hmm. like, I get it now. You know, yeah, I, I, I get it. And like, I'll have to show it to you as well. Like the saber that I built, it's I showed Steve earlier. Like it is. It's it's amazing. Like it's I'm, it's not like the most OK, because I was talking to another person about it and they were saying like, oh, well, you can build one at this website and it's so much better. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it is. But like when you built it on that website, you literally are picking parts and, you, and then they send it to you. I was like. This was I got to be in a in a workshop with a guy who was like, okay, we can't talk about this too loud because the Empire might hear us. But you guys are in for a special treat because we're going to build lightsabers because we know that you have the force. And you're like, oh, shit, he knows that I have the force. Oh, damn, this is going to be fun. Like, it's a whole thing. It's not just a it's not just an item that you get. It's a whole experience. And they give you this cool little pin that you get to wear around, too. So, like, everybody knows that you it's like. It's like they know you know what's up. They're just like, oh, okay, you you know about the scrap metal at Savvy's workshop, right? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And you're like, yeah, we're, we're cool, yeah. Like, it's... And the other thing, too, is, like, walking out of there with that lightsaber, there were so many grown-ass adults that were like, oh, you got a lightsaber? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, you want to check it out? And they're like, can I? Is it cool? Can I touch? I'm like, yeah, here, check it out. Like, we were all doing it. You could see, like, there's nothing cooler than seeing the, that that spark of excitement in somebody when they're just as nerdy as you are. And it was just like, it was, it was so freaking cool. Like, and the, the one dude had like looked at his wife and he was like, Oh, we have to do this. And she was like, all right. And I was like, I had to have the same conversation with my wife. Like, it's you gotta let me do this, babe. Like, so that's one thing I wanted to ask then yeah. you built the lightsaber. Yeah. You built the droid. Uh-huh. Like, is there enough to do like the next time you go? Yeah. There is because one will ride Millennium Falcon again, but also there's another ride called Rise of the Resistance that is. uh, And I'm not just like this is not just hyperbole. It is going to be, as they've described it, the most ambitious ride that Disney has ever tried to put together. And it's it's the longest ride ever created by Disney. It's probably the runtime is about 45 minutes for the ride. Whoa. It's four it's four rides in one. Basically what you do is you go up to this resistance base and they're like hiding out in this abandoned abandoned military post and they're trying to hide from the first order and you get a mission from Ray and you travel with Poe Dameron um and Nia Nub 
to find your next spot, but you get captured by the First Order and you get taken aboard a Star Destroyer. And Kylo Ren starts to interrogate you. And, like, you have to escape and get off of the Star Destroyer. And it just, like, it looks like it is going to be the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. So, like, that's going to be something new to do. But also, too, like, in Savi's workshop, above Savi's workshop is this place called Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. And it has, like, they call them the legacy lightsabers. So they have, like, uh, Ahsoka Tano's lightsabers. They have Darth Maul's. Luke's, Anakin's, or Ray's, whatever you want to call it now. They have all those different lightsabers. They have different blades that you can put in them. So, like, if it's for a little kid, you can get a shorter blade for it. Or you can get a longer blade if it's for an adult. You can get new um, uh, crystals for your lightsaber. And you can change the color of it. You can get um, holocrons that have, like, messages from Jedi or from Sith. There's just so much stuff to get. There's so many things to do. There's an I, we didn't get to go because you needed to have an appointment for it. Um, but there's an actual cantina where you go in and there's like music playing and like crazy shit happening and like the drinks have all sorts of crazy stuff in them too. Like apparently there's one drink that like makes your lips numb when you drink it, and like they smoke and they bubble and just like every like there's so much stuff to do there. Okay. Because that was the one thing I was worried about is like, all right, so you're, you know, you're spending an hour and a half to get on the one ride. You build your lightsaber, you build your droid kind of thing. And it's like, well, what else is there to do? I guess I could go wait on the line for another hour and a half to ride the Falcon one more time. It's like, (laughs) but, you know, obviously it's also new. um, So they're going to be adding more. And, you know, there's, like you said, an immersive level of just going around the place, I imagine, is just part of the experience is let's just walk around for an hour and check all this stuff out. Oh yeah, for sure. And like the food that you can get there, the food is all weird and alien. So like they have this thing called a Ronto wrap, which a Ronto is, it's that big, like almost like it's like a giraffe and a dinosaur mixed together. Um, and apparently they, you can eat them. So like they make a, it, it's got like pieces of turkey. If you're breaking it down for like what it actually is, it's like pieces of turkey. There's like this coleslaw mix on top of it and it has a smoked sausage in it too. But it's like in a pita, but it looks very alien and strange. And you're like, what the hell is this thing I'm eating? All right, well, let me take a bite. And it's surprisingly good. And they have this snack mix where it's like a combination of like blue potato chips, um, beef jerky, uh, pork rinds, and uh, like, uh, popcorn I think and they all have like different flavors to them too so it's just this weird alien snack mix and there's another restaurant called Docking Bay 7 where you can get more exotic food like, and none of it looks like regular food you basically get a chicken tender more or less but it's in a it's like in a cube they've made it like in a rectangle remember that thing that Luke ate on Dagobah when he was like had that little food kit and there's that weird little yeah. fish stick looking thing. It looks That's like what that. I thought it was. I always thought it was a fish stick. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, it's it's like that. And like just all sorts of crazy, just off the wall shit. You can get blue milk or you can get green milk. Uh, we got the green milk because uh, that's what Jax wanted. And I didn't really care. But yeah, there's there's just so much stuff to do there. And I'm sure that they're going to add more stuff too. Like you can see that they've like built certain buildings that don't have doors that open right now. But they very easily could. Very cool. What color is your lightsaber? Uh, uh, it is green. Thanks. Nice. 
I wish, right? Like <laughs> that I was gonna go purple, but like the green, okay, because this is how nerdy I am. I was I was thinking like, okay, if I was a Jedi, how would I what would I be like? And I I love nature. Like I love being outside. I love hiking. I love doing stuff like that. So I would be a very like natural, you know, like defender of, you know, forests and shit like that. So like the, the lightsaber that I made is they have basically like different like design sets that you can choose. And I chose the natural style and I was like, well, green seems to go better with that than any other color. So that was my choice. That makes sense. What, what, what are, what colors are available? Uh, you can do green, blue, purple, red. Yeah, green, blue, purple. Yeah, green, blue, purple, and red. Those are your your four. I think you can get other colors too, like from the um from the crystal packs when you can get a kyber crystal. I think there's a yellow one too. I feel do like canon. Can- the only the only ones they wouldn't have that were in canon thus far are yellow and white. Yeah. Which I mean, they might down the road. Supposedly, there's a black kyber crystal you can find too. Oh, right, black. Yeah, the, yeah. the dark saber. The, the, yeah, but that only the blade comes out red, so it's it's just the the crystal is black. Yeah, the, yeah, and uh... then I mean, that's the cool thing about it is you like literally you buy the saber and then you can customize it and do other stuff with it later down the road too. So it's it's I mean it's it they. I, I'm like Fry and that meme, you know, just just <laughs> shut up and take my money. Like, I, I will, yeah. Do you, now, with the colors, do you have control over, like, the shade of it? Like, can you choose a lighter shade of red versus a darker shade, or is it all, like, one thing? That's not something that you can do with these. But there are so many customization sites out there where if that's what you wanted to do, you could definitely do that. And I know a lot of people who have done stuff like that. But, like, this is more about like this one is more about the experience. I really think like it's they want you to feel like you are, you know, a Jedi. And then this is like in movie sort of thing. So you're, there's not going to be like a whole slew of them for a while there. They they had lightsabers of pretty much every shade you can imagine. And like the video games like uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, you could do all sorts of crazy colors, but like it seems like for this, they wanted to stick to like what is in the movies so far, which is like green, purple, blue, and red. So yeah, that's one thing Disney's been very um it seems particular about is keeping all the different um canon aspects like the novels, the comic books, the movies, and now stuff like video games and the the amusement park, like all kind of in this in, parallel with each other. Um uh, it's not like yeah, this is what we saw in the movies, and there's like all kinds of super crazy stuff happening at the amusement park or anything. Like, they are very particular in keeping their their IP in line with itself. Which yeah, there's is from yeah. Marvel. I mean that that that's the same thing that that the MCU does. I mean, there isn't stuff in one of the MCU shows that completely contradicts one of the movies or anything like that. Yeah, they're really they're really on top of it. They really are, and like it's. The, the the thing that I was afraid of didn't happen. I was afraid that it would, I would be disappointed. I was afraid I'd get there and I'd be like, well, this isn't right. This doesn't look like this. And, oh, well, the lightsabers are cool, but no, no, there was none of that. And, like, maybe it's just, like, just because I just came back and I haven't had enough time to digest it. But I just don't see that happening, man. Like, it was, it was, it was too, 
it was too good. Like it was there, there weren't many flaws to really find in it. Um, but it is, it's not a, it's not a place you could spend the whole day. Like I could, it's probably like a two to three hour max. And then you're like, all right, now it's time to go somewhere else. Let's go ride Slinky Dog in Toy Story Land. Like it's, it, it, you do need to go find other things to do because you will run out of stuff to do in Star Wars Land. So what one thing was your favorite part? Like if you had to pick one, was it building the lightsaber or was it something else? I thought it would be the, building the lightsaber. But quick story with that. So I go to pay for it, right? And this is before you pay for it before you go into the experience. I go to pay for it. And they're like, I'm sorry, your card has been declined. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, what? And they're like, yeah, your, your card has been declined. And I'm like, I literally just got paid. And I'm starting to panic a little bit. I'm like, uh, you got to be effing kidding me. I'm about to build a lightsaber here. What the hell is going on? So I call my bank and they're like, oh, yeah, it's been flagged for um, unusual activity because you're spending a lot of money in a city that you're not normally in. I'm like, we come to Disney World all the time. What are you talking about? And they were like, oh, well, you know, we can get this cleared up real quick here. And they put me on hold and they transfer me over to the fraud department. And it takes forever. Like, it's just not going through. And I'm like, this is I'm panicking. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm I'm starting to get really, really mad. And then, like, all of a sudden I get this text message on my phone and it's from my bank while I'm waiting on hold for them, which is weird. And they're like, hey, we noticed this weird activity and you tried to spend this much money in this place. Is this you? And I was like, yes. And they're like, OK, transaction approved. And I was like, it's that easy. Uh, and I just hung up the phone and I was like, can we try the card again? And they tried it and it went through. I was like, that was the stupidest thing ever. Like, all right. But like, I, I literally was panicking and then like technology saved my ass. And I was like, oh, well, that was good. I suppose that's no reason to panic. You know, like, again, building a lightsaber and getting these Jedi lessons. Like, you know, patience is important, Mike. You know, use the force. <laughs> As an individual who works in a bank, I'm well versed in the stresses that sometimes the banks and sometimes the government make the customers go through. And that yeah. that being one of them, the fraud protection stuff, because there's, yeah. you know, because there's a handful of jackasses out there who legitimately steal people's cards and go buy lightsabers. <laughs> uh, that if only I had thought of that. For everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I could just got one for free. Yeah, it's a um, little bit of identity fraud, and we're yeah. we're in we're in home free yeah. here. <laughs> I um the the Millennium Falcon thing was the coolest though, because it was more than just it was. I think it was also because it was the first thing we did when we got there. So like watching Jacks like just geek out about it and like be excited about flying the Millennium Falcon and like dude when when we have to leave that mission when you're like you're done picking the coaxium up. And Hondo Onaka's like, all right, come back to base. You know, jump to hyperspace. And Jax looks at me and goes, Dad, can I take it to hyperspace? And I'm like, punch it, Jax. And he pulls that lever back and we go to light speed. Oh, dude. Like, he was excited. I was excited. The other people that were flying with us were excited, too. Like, it was just, it was so, so cool. It really sounds like, because you were telling me the story about building your lightsaber before we, we started and everything. And just the relationship building kind of stuff of like you and Jack's like sharing these moments, oh, man, yeah. that, that's the part that really seems like so, yeah, it's, it's fun living our, your nostalgia and your childhood, the dream of having a star Wars park. But you know, this part really is the, the thing that you can't put on a, a pamphlet or a flyer or anything like that. That's a, that's a really good point too, because, and, and thank you for reminding me about that. But like 
when we were planning this, the, the plan was he builds a droid, I build a saber. Like we each got to build our own thing, right? And after the initial frustration of the card thing, I'm I'm already kind of agitated. I'm like, Jesus, I can't can't believe this is already coming off the rails a little bit. The plan was that I was gonna hand him my phone and I was gonna let him take pictures and like maybe record a video of me building the lightsaber. Uh, Because he wasn't really interested in it. I mean, he was, but he wasn't, you know? He wanted to do the droid. So we get in there, and, like, I'm, we're listening to the guy talk, and, like, Jax is taking pictures, but, like, Jax is very, like, not aware of his, the volume of his voice. Like, I have no idea where he gets that from. And (laughs) so he's, like, asking me questions while, like, there's talking in hushed tones about this lightsaber. And, like, he's agitated. I can tell that he's bored. And I, like... I'm getting kind of frustrated. I'm like, dude, I've wanted to build this lightsaber since I was a little kid. What are you doing? And I stop. And I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I getting agitated about a a kid being bored taking pictures when he could be doing something? So I switch with him. I'm like, hey, buddy, how about you build the lightsaber and I'll take the pictures? And he was like, okay, that sounds great. And we switch and it was amazing because I'm helping him with certain things because he couldn't figure out how to get the kyber crystal seated properly. And like, we're working together on this. And like, as soon as we switched... It just, like, I chilled out, he chilled out. Like, it was so much better. But then, like, you get to this point where they're like, okay, now it's time to activate your sabers. And you turn them on, and they light up, and they make the noise. And Jax goes, oh, my goodness, wow. And, like, that was better than any reaction I could have had. And, like, we got to share this thing. Instead of it being a thing for me, it was a thing for us. It was a thing that we shared. And it was just, it was awesome. It really was. And, like... I'm glad that I had that moment of clarity instead of like that moment of being a dick. And like, (laughs) I was like, it's more important for us to share this than it is for me to have this experience. And yeah, I mean, you give me the opportunity to do it all over again. A a thousand times I'm doing it the exact same way. I'm letting him build that thing and me just helping him with it and taking pictures. It was, it was so much better that way. Yeah. That's the part that sold me. I was like, yeah, it's expensive. And stuff like that. I was like, yeah, what would I do with a lightsaber? Just like, you know, leave it in my closet or something like that. But basically, then yeah. when you put it in that context of like, yeah, but if he, you know, Jack's building it or we've been calling the other one Blue Baby because that's what Jack <laughs> calls it. So Blue Baby, um, that's, yeah. that's cute. Uh, so, yeah, that's now I'm kind of like, all right, I'm resold again. Let's do this. Yeah. Yep. Um, excuse me, <clears throat> man. You're getting, choked, cold you're getting che- choked up over there, Mike. We'll say that that yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> not the the cold that I've been fighting here. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs>